Welcome back. Another edition of the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Back in the studio again. It feels nice to be back in the studio. You can find us on Facebook, Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Follow us on Twitter as well, at Tom Talks BBP. You can catch the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, iTunes, other places you get your podcast. I'm Tom Young. Thanks for finding us again this week. And last week... The man wasn't with us. This week he is. David Lovejoy in the studio with me. How you doing, sir? Hey, man, I'm happy to be here. It's been a long time since we've got to sit down and do this in studio. In the studio. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. And, and I must say, since you've now been hosting the chat mm-hmm. on uh, uh, News Talk Sports 710 AM and 97.5 FM and News Channel 10 too, mm-hmm. your, your, uh, your attire has become rather sharp. You are a, you are a sharp looking man with I, these uh, suits and jackets and everything going on. And you even got the little handkerchief, the purple handkerchief always, going on. Always. And, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, normally, this is my normal attire, but during the pandemic, I got to, you know, wear sweats and ball caps, and I really enjoy that. And uh, uh, maybe uh, if the chat will loosen up a little bit, we can start again. Well, I tell you what, and this is no joke, I don't think I have worn jeans since February. Like, I've I've worn, like, khaki shorts Mm -hmm. and things like that, like we go to a nice place, but in terms of actual, like, jeans... Or khaki pants mm-hmm. or dress pants. Mm-hmm. It, it has been sweatpants. It's been windbreaker pants. It's been gym shorts, and uh, that, that's what I'm wearing again today. Some uh, some Adidas gym yep. shorts. And you got your uh, side poodle shirt on. You got my and, side uh, poodle shirt on. And I saved a lot of money on dry cleaning during this <laughs> period, so I'm really stoked by that. But uh, now uh, now it's because due to the chat, and if you don't know what the chat is, it's a a project between us and our partner News Channel 10. Uh, where we do basically Newsday Amarillo for two hours a day on TV, uh, News Channel 10, uh, 2, uh, and uh, on cable, suddenly Channel 6. Yeah, and it's it's a great show featuring on the local stuff, and uh, you've had a lot of great interviews on there. You know, if, if you want to know what's going on in the city of Amarillo, the chat is a great show to check out. So do so, 7 to 9 a.m. weekday mornings on uh, KGNC AM and News Channel 10, too. The reason we're here this morning, Dave, is because we are in the next round of the Major League Baseball playoffs. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, the next round of games begin today. Uh, I believe the American League going uh, later on today. The National League will start tomorrow. And then the fun thing about this is now for the first time all year, baseball is doing bubble sites. So now you are at one place and you're staying there. No travel back and forth for the home and away team. And uh, no off days either. Which, in the past, with the playoffs, you get that off day for travel, which allows managers a chance to reset their rotation. Maybe you can go with a three or, at most, a four-man rotation. Now, maybe the bullpens are going to be more of a factor because you don't have that off day to try to get that number one back in the game sooner. Uh, How much do you think that's going to play a part in this postseason? I think that's the biggest factor right here in this series. Uh, Normally we have the traditional travel days uh, for a series, and so that kind of you can break up your pitching. If you're down, this is a five-game series, so if you came into game two and you wanted to throw out a, a firearm or a starter, get them a chance to get a win, uh, or, or to keep you in a ball game, those strategies are out the window right now. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how you manage your pitchers, how you manage middle relief, 
and closer duty. It's going to make a big difference, especially when you have a hard-hitting team like the Yankees who can hurt you at every swing of the bat. It could be it could run into issues or if you're a team that doesn't have many arms that are strong. I'm curious to see if we get a game, let's say you got We'll just say Clayton Kershaw because mm-hmm. of how great he looked against the Brewers. Let's say he's on the mound, and it's the fourth inning, and the Dodgers are up 8 nothing. So you're thinking, let's get him to 5 to get that W. But maybe because you don't have those off days and you want to use him again in another game in the series in case you need him, do you take him out in the fourth inning? You're comfortable. You got that eight-run lead. You're feeling good. So he's not going to get that W. Yeah. Someone else is even though he probably deserves it. But do you take him out really early in hopes that, okay, the next game, when it's close, I can go to him instead of you know him being at 80, 90 pitches, you know, extra time off? I'll be curious to see if, if managers pull starters in blowout games yeah. before the fifth inning. I think that'll be an interesting thing. to. That's assuming we have any blowouts. Yeah, if you have any. Because there are a lot of good close pitching duels in the uh, in the wild card round now for, of the for, postseason. For me, the exception to that rule is exactly the game you, guy you named just now was Clayton Kershaw. Be, I think he would gladly skip off the mound if he got him that much closer to that elusive World Series ring. Uh, you know, he's all, that was always the knock against him is that they didn't perform well in, in playoffs. He hasn't gotten the ring. Uh, so for particular for him, I don't think he have a problem stepping out of the ball game if that got him that much closer to a World Series wing win. I don't think he'd worry about the personal win for himself in a ball game uh, because he to cement his legacy as one of the greats, especially one of the Dodger greats. I think he has to get that World Series ring. Yeah, especially since this is now their eighth division win in a row, meaning that they've had numerous chances to win the World Series, including a couple of World Series appearances. And they just haven't been able to get it done. Uh, I mean, Clayton Kershaw, no doubt, is a Hall of Famer. He's going in uh, just with what he's done in the regular season. But there's always been that postseason stigma mm-hmm. about him. You can't get it done. I think uh, his ERA was before the postseason started was four point four three. Whoa. Which compared to his regular season ERA, which is under three, I think they said of pitchers who have pitched a hundred plus innings in the postseason, that was the worst ERA of all time. Wow. So you could arguably say that he is one of the worst postseason pitchers of all time. <laughs> uh, even though that's not like fully true, but if you look at it like that, you can. Uh, but he definitely had a massively strong outing against the Brewers in Game 2, and if he does that, the Dodgers are that much more unstoppable. Because they've got such a deep lineup as far as uh, everyday players. Uh, I think you almost want to put Kershaw in the Peyton Manning room that we always questioned his playoff uh, you know, record and how he did in the playoffs. And he had some early uh, you know, exits in the playoff, Peyton Manning did. And he got that first Super Bowl win. He got that second win. It cemented his legacy. Nobody brought up playoffs anymore. I think for Kershaw, he's got to get that ring this year or that little nagging voice will be back there. Well, you're not one of the greats. You're great, but you're not one of the greats because you don't have the ring. It's sort of like the NBA. Charles Barkley will forever be knocked for not owning a ring. Uh, Patrick Hewing will forever be knocked for not having a ring. 
I think the same uh, Kershaw says it, but man, uh, if I was a betting man, if I was Kershaw, I'd feel good about this postseason with the lineup he has with the stars on that lineup. Yeah, I'd feel good about it too. Now, the one thing I'll say about, you know, Barkley and Malone and guys like that, you know, while they were great, they were considered the best in the game at that time. Yeah. You know, Jordan was, and Jordan got in their way. Kershaw has been considered the best at pitching since he's been here, and he hasn't got the ring. I think he, and that's why he'll be viewed a little bit differently mm. than those other guys. All right, how about the third member of the broadcast today, bringing him back in, uh, Hall of Famer, Panhandle Sports Hall of Famer, Lance Lonert joining us. So looking like he's ready for a round of golf today. I think he got, what, <laughs> got a high of 90. Uh, I think it looks summer-like. He got the golf hat on. You, you got kind of like a – you got the Rockies like like windbreaker type yeah. jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rolling there. with the rocks, yeah. man. It looked like Always a rock hound, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hit the links. How you doing, Lance? I'm doing well, guys. That was good stuff on Kershaw. Here's my thought on Kershaw real quick. Yeah. Go for it. He's going to be awesome in this. There's no fans for the pressure. If you ever see Kershaw in the playoffs, he sweats like crazy. He is not calm. He's one of those guys. He'd be like me out there, I have to admit. When when, when things get a little tight, like, well, like, well, like when I'm in the Coors partnership, mm-hmm. I choke. Okay? <laughs> I get so nervous before that round starts. It's, 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 a, it's a round, a Saturday round of golf in Amarillo in a little tournament. I'm in the fifth fight, and I'm nervous as all get out. Wow. It's just the way I roll, mm-hmm. I've, I've learned. So uh, you got to find that calm place. I think Kershaw's that way. I think he gets way too uptight because of what you guys just talked about, the, the pressure of getting over the stigma that he can't get it done. So he's going to excel. There's no fans in the stands. Uh, it's it's like you're pitching in, in, in exhibition games. You know what I mean? Down down in Florida, they're, they're, it's just a whole different atmosphere. And, uh, man, of all places, he's going to be doing that noise in Arlington. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, down the road. Well, well, let's go ahead and start with that series then. Okay. Because uh, the, the National League ones will get underway Tuesday. The AL ones – Today. Uh, t- t- today, if you're listening to this on yeah, Monday. Monday but, but yeah. Let's go ahead, Sorry. since we've talked about Kershaw, let's go Dodgers-Padres. Uh, and, of course, the Dodgers, the, the probably the best team in the league. On paper, they've played that way, too. Uh, everyone's favorite just about to win this thing, and especially if Kershaw dominates like he did against the Brewers. Eight innings, three hits, 13 strikeouts, no runs allowed. Uh, they're just that much better. Mm-hmm. And then you got the up-and-coming Padres, who are a very uh, stacked, talented group of young prospects. Some of those come up to the big leagues, making a big splash. They trade off some others to bring some more pieces in. I think they're going to be without Mike Clevenger still. Last week on the podcast, we talked about he had that bullpen session. Didn't go very well, so I think they're not going to be with him. But this is a rivalry that's starting to, you know, a fire's being lit with it. You know, it's maybe not Dodgers-Giants. It's going to be Dodgers-Padres, I think, for the next few years. And this has potential to be a really good series. What do you guys think of this matchup? The youth of this team just excites me. You know uh, as well. I picked them as sort of my dark horse, uh, the the Padres and the White Sox in this playoff round. This once we found out the schedule, uh, and these guys are just so man, they're just so infectious. That game two 
against the Cardinals was just a just like wow, just you know how they just kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. An elimination game, an elimination because they were game. down 0-1 and they yeah. went, they fell behind four yeah. nothing, and you're like, uh oh, yeah, and then yeah. and they said, yeah. no, we're not going home yet. Uh, I, I, I'm going to disagree on one point with you though. Yeah, maybe back when you had just a, the National League and American League pennant that you might hold a player and say, oh, well, you know, he just never got there close. But I think now with the expanded playoffs, I don't think Kershaw will get the big bump of, oh, he's one of the greatest of all time. I think somebody like Verlander will hold that over his head because he does have a ring. I think Pedro can hold that over someone like Verlander's. I mean, uh, uh, Kershaw's head because he does have a ring, and it does make a difference. Uh, but in this series, if the Dodgers go to form, if uh, Mookie hits, if, if, if Seager gets in there and plays a good game, if Turner has a great game, uh, it should be a no-brainer. You might even say it's going to be over three quick, but you just can't give up on that young, young excitement and energy of the San Diego Padres. Only thing I worry about is, is it getting too heady for them? Is the air getting thin up there now? <laughs> you, know, you always have to worry about that with the young ball club. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, if you look at the numbers, okay, so they played 10 times during the regular season. Dodgers won six. So that's kind of a wash. I really don't go in that. Obviously, uh, San Diego proved they can kind of handle the pressure because if Tatis doesn't hit those homers in game two, they're swept by the Cardinals. They're that close of losing it. So, but but the it's, you guys call it bets. Bets is going to go in a mash. I mean, they already were great without bets. That is kind of the icing on the cake. Is and I'm just saying. They've got to get Clevenger healthy for the Padres to have a chance in this series, and I'm not sure the status of him at at this point. But overall, this is a you run a comb through these uh, Dodgers, and there are no tangles. Yeah, they are yeah. gonna they are they're, Padres are in trouble. Now, am I rooting for the Padres? Like David just said, man, they're exciting. They're fun. They don't care. Uh, you know, they're gonna flip bats. They're gonna <laughs> chaw at you, and 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 you know. Tradition be damned. Yeah. Which yeah. is okay. Which is yeah. okay with me. You know what I mean? But I think the Dodgers are just so good right now uh, in all phases of the game that this is really going to be too much for the Padres to handle. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I think the Dodgers, you know, I'll give the Padres a game, mm-hmm. but but I think like three to one, possibly yeah. game five, but but I, I don't think the Padres are, are going to quite be there. The, the Tatis effect... Which I'm going to call it, I think, is amazing <laughs> because he brings so much excitement to the game, but also everyone else around him has been better. Mm-hmm. Manny Machado had a great year. Mm-hmm. Will Myers, a lot of Padre fans were down on him because he came over. He was supposed to be like the main guy when he first came over. He he didn't really live up to it. This year, he was amazing. Eric Hosmer had kind of a down year. He bounced back in a big way. Cronensworth coming over from Tampa Bay, not Tommy Pham, but Cronensworth, the rookie, yeah. ended up being the, the big move they made to get him in. And then, of course, some other moves. Mitch Moreland's been a nice fill-in for them when Hosmer went down a little bit. But I think it all revolves around Tatis and the energy he brings to this team. Not only does he have Javier Baez-like energy, but he's actually good at baseball. <laughs> yeah. uh, Barry. Ooh, you know, he, he's, he, You're burying he, him. I, yeah, I'll talk about that. <laughs> but, but Tatis can get it done. You can bat him leadoff. You can mm-hmm. bat him third. You can bat him second. And then he adjusts. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He can do it all. But the Dodgers have all of that with everyone on their team. Yeah. Like yeah, their, exactly. their whole team is just that. And, and I think that 
Dodgers, this is their eighth straight divisional series appearance. Eighth straight. They're four and three. Uh, so th- they haven't always moved on from here. Th- meanwhile, the Padres, their first playoff appearance in general since 06. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think the believe. Dodgers move on in this one. Uh, and don't forget there's a guy named Machado. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? He could yeah. flat out go yeah, off. Yeah, he can and, go too. And he's a guy who could win the series by himself. He hasn't shown any of that in the 60 games. I think he's one of the guys who kind of took it like, well, I don't think we're going to play. I'm not going to get in shape. I'm just going to kind of roll around. Yeah. He's yeah. so talented, though, that if he decides – if his bag gets hot, watch out. If he buys in. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing uh, that you have to kind of look at the Dodgers about. Uh, the, the Padres are playing with house money. No one yep. expects them to be here. Uh, and the Dodgers have to keep in the back of their mind, we're the Buffalo Bills of baseball if we don't come through and pay off on this one after going and getting the big pickups they did in the offseason. If they go in, they lose this series, or they're choking the World Series, they'll never live that down. They'll, that that, that, that tail will be pinned on them forever. I I will ask you guys this. So let's say the Dodgers do finally win Mm -hmm. that World Series and it happens to be this one. Is it viewed as, hey, they finally won a World Series? Or is it viewed as, you won a World Series in in COVID 2020, shortened season, weird rules, uh, do it in a a full season and we'll talk. How How would you view this and how would you view Kershaw's legacy, I guess? Because mm-hmm. that's something we've talked about a bit already. If they were to finally win a World Series and it happened to be this one. I think when it comes to Kershaw, if they win a series, it bodes well for his legacy. But overall, as a team, as a sport, this season will always be the asterisk 2020 year. Uh, 60 games of baseball was exciting. It was fun. Uh, we didn't think a guy could have 60 RBIs in this yeah. season. Got yep. proved wrong on that. <laughs> But if you look at a regular season or a real season, we'd just be getting ready to head into June, getting ready to make that turn toward the All-Star game. And as we all know, teams who are leading sometimes in June are nowhere close close to the gate come August, September. So I think they're always the championship winner of this will always have that tail pinned to them. If Kershaw wins it, I don't think that tail will necessarily follow him. It's tainted. I mean, it, no one cares. I mean, it's it's a joke of a as far as tradition goes. Sixty games. There's no fans in the stands. There's no emotion. You you bring your own emotion. You're getting tested for COVID. Uh, things like that. No, it's just it, it's it's no one's going to care. Yeah. No. If you win this, nice job, nicely done. I'm proud of you. But but now, if it's your if, if it's your team. If you're a fan of the Dodgers or or the or hardcore of the Padres, if now if a team like Padres win it, it'll make it even worse mm-hmm. because they'll say, "Oh, it was a 60 game season; it's a fluke." So, um, no, I mean, and I, I love baseball, but I'm just going to say the the World Series champion of this, nice job. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go uh, sidetrack here a little bit based on what Lance just said because one thing that we've seen across the board in sports. Which is kind of maybe not what we thought, but viewership is down in just about everything. You were thinking with the absence of sports that the viewership was going to be way up when they finally came back. Um, why do you think the viewership in baseball is down? Some some people will say it's politics. They'll say Black Lives Matter. It'll be the end racism stuff. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that's the the 
the only thing. Maybe it might be for a select few people, but do you think there's a bigger reason as to why viewership is down in baseball this year? I, I think of because of the length of the season and because we all know, because we live in the home of football in the state of Texas, whether it be Kids Inc., high school, middle school, pro, college, it football sucks all the air out of the room. It changes everything once they step on the, into the limelight. It just it just blackens the, the stage for everyone else. You see it in NASCAR. You see it in other sports that are competing with football right now in a time when they shouldn't be competing with football. I just truly believe uh, uh, football is that 900-pound gorilla, and when it comes kicking your door in, it doesn't care what you have going on. It just steals the thunder, and I think that's why – the numbers are down. The 60-game season, the late start, the issues with management and players on the money issue, and now football's in the room. I love David, great point. I will say this. Uh, whenever you're watching on TV and you say, oh, man, this is a big game. Crowds packed. Yeah. You got the noise. It was. Uh, we see none of that anymore. I, I think the Black Lives Matters, uh, I will agree with Tom. David can probably talk on that better than I can. But uh, I really believe that it, it hasn't been the, the biggest issue of why the TV viewers should sit down. Maybe a tick in the NBA yeah, because uh, it's right front and center yeah, there, yeah, a little every, more yeah. fair or not, because that's definitely an African-American uh, you know, base, base game, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say that, but David, you watch NBA Finals, Tom, you watch NBA no. Finals, it's like watching in a gym. I just got out of Clarendon College. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, what, where is everybody? Uh, uh, it's, it's just the, it's the games. You got Miami versus the the the. Right. Uh, the Lakers, and it's like, who cares? Yeah, I yeah. haven't caught one game. I think that's, that's why series. it's down somewhat, though. I, it's just the ambience. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not there. It's not baseball. So I think you check out of that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll check the score yeah. in the online here after the game's over, something, rather than really devote the three to four hours to yeah. enjoy an experience. Even the NFL, guys, is a lot different this year, mm-hmm. you got to admit. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a hardcore fan base, and I think they're they're losing a little tick of that, you know? Yeah, I think I think you guys kind of hit on a few things too. Also, because of the restart of NHL and NBA, their playoffs, their climaxes <laughs> yeah. to their season happened right in the middle when baseball would should be on their own. Yeah, you know, experiencing their their time to shine in the summer. You know, and right now baseball playoffs going on, and you got NBA finals like that's never happened before. No, the finals are usually like back when the All Star breaks taking mm-hmm. place. Yeah. So, so I think that's a factor. I think you're right, Lance. The the, the the viewership on television, it's just not the same. Yeah. Now, you got big moments going feel. on, but like the the sound of the crowd is the exact same when it's bases loaded, two outs, three, two count in the ninth as it is first pitch of the ball game in the first because of just there's no fans in the stands. The blackouts are still a stupid issue in baseball yeah. that, yeah. They got, that they got yeah. to get rid of. But but even if that wasn't the case, I think, I think you're right. And, and then unlike the NFL, NFL's playing its full season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NBA pretty much played a full season. NHL pretty much a full season. Baseball is playing a third of their season, yeah. just yeah. about. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people, I think, that this doesn't count. I'm not going to really follow it. You know, wake me up when we can play 162 again. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I think I like that's it. part of it. Too. And I will say this: I think these millionaires uh, that get to play this game are fortunate to do that. I think they're mm-hmm. going to appreciate fans a little bit more yeah. who have experienced this. Now, let's face it, guys, real quick: the rookies, the Padres. You know, 
they're experiencing this without the ambience that's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, I think they're able to handle it a little bit. That's why we're seeing some young ball players uh, really excel uh, here in the in the in that first round of the playoffs. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's it's just different. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, it just doesn't have the excitement it normally has. Whether that's viewership or whatever, I don't know. I'll give you an example of how big that gorilla is with the Shield, the NFL. I just found out right now, just as we're sitting here. That the Heat beat the Lakers last night. <laughs> I'm just not finding that out. Okay. Any other time, I, that would have been one of the top things on my priority list. Of checking out today, I've been up since two thirty this morning. I've watched the sports, and I I care nothing about the Heat game, Heat and the Lakers, because one, they're two teams I'm really not like ah have investment in, but two, everything tilts toward that monster, you know, that toward that gorilla. And, it's stolen the thunder of pretty much every fall sport right now. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to the other National League series taking place tomorrow and, and kind of playing off what David was saying about, you know, a possibility of a team that you don't think belongs there getting in. How about the Marlins? Uh, you know, a team that's used to losing 100 games. Uh, surprises this year, finishes 31 and 29, take on the Cubs, beat them up. Uh, with great pitching, and they get to take on the Braves. Another great division rivalry. This one taking place at Minute Maid Park. You know, another bubble uh, setup. Uh, Braves sweeping the Reds. Two shutouts, including that uh, 13-inning deal uh, where Bauer and Freed went in Game 1. Just great mm-hmm. pitching there. Uh, Marlins swept the Cubs. Great pitching as well from Sandy Alcantara and Sixto Sanchez uh, beating up on the Cubs. Uh, the Braves, clearly the the, the the team on paper that you think is going to win this thing. The offense with Freddie Freeman, Marcelo Zuna, Ronald Acuna, and even Travis Darno. Yeah. Uh, great offensive performances this year. And then the Marlins with this hodgepodge group of uh, of talent because they got hit with COVID and essentially the first week of the season missed some time. I think what eighteen or nineteen yeah. players tested positive, and they had to fill the roster up. Over a hundred roster moves this year. Twenty-five position players and thirty-seven different pitchers were used <laughs> in sixty games <laughs> for this team. But yet they somehow found a way to make the postseason and move on to the divisional series against the Braves. How do you see this best of five shaping out? First pitch of the season. By the third week of the season, I thought, oh, this Marlins team is doomed. They've got the Jonas on their back. It's going to be a horrible year. And, and, and they, they played. They, they cobbled together a roster, and they won. I think the pressure now falls squarely on the Braves. And I, I, I felt this way, especially in that multi-inning game, that extra-inning game in Game 1. It's now time for Acuna and those guys who were such, you know, just hit the scene so hard two years ago as these young, great athletes. And I thought, are they going to choke off another playoff series? You know, like they did their rookie year, like they did last year. Like I thought, uh oh, Cincinnati might have their number. But they came back, swept that series, played great baseball. But I think as they turn toward the Marlins, the pressure is squarely on them to get to the next series. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Let's see if these young kids can step up to that. Uh, On paper, it's the Braves all day. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't play baseball on paper. We play it on a diamond. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, if the Marlins, who have no business 
in the world, if you would have said to anyone in their locker room, hey, are you going to be playing uh, uh, playoff baseball? They'd be like, what? What are you talking get about? Get out of my locker that do it. But you got to give credit. And that's why we love this game. Because you see the improbable happen every year. There's always that team like, where the hell they come from? Yeah. And yeah. that's baseball. Baseball, if you guys get, get that little magic whiff, you start making some uh, great pitches, you start putting together some hits, Next thing you know, you're 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 a five game series away from the World Series. Uh, yeah, the championship. Mar- the Marlins are the fun story of the kind of the Cinderella story. So uh, I, I like that about them. I mean, they wouldn't even be in the postseason if we didn't have the expanded format. Let's tell it like it is there. But David said it best. I mean, Acuna, Ozuna, Freddie Freeman. He's probably an NL. MVP candidate. The Braves have it all. They have uh, strong relief pitching, enough starting pitching if they get healthy. And I just, I don't really see I, – I think Miami's time is over. Let's give the young kids credit for getting in there and winning a series like that. But uh, Atlanta looks like one of the better teams to dominate. Now, Sixto Sanchez, if one of these young guys decides to throw – Eight innings of scoreless, like I don't care. You know, I'm 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 one of these young guys who, you know, no respect for the elderly. You know, all these guys taking down my boy Tiger Woods like they do, don't even care. You know, it's Sixto Sanchez, or you know, I'm just saying, I love that name. I yeah, love that name. name. Isn't that a great that's baseball a great name? Baseball name. <laughs> it almost sounds like he should be like a second baseman. Yeah, now. exactly. Like that's though. a second yeah, baseman yeah. name, and not a starting pitcher. Yeah, name. that is yeah. a great yeah, second yeah, baseman yeah. name. Yeah, but, uh, that's no, it, it could be interesting. Miami. David put a best. Miami Miami has nothing to lose. Nothing. Absolutely. And that's how they will play. Atlanta, you know, they, it's not like they've accomplished a lot here recently. So it's not like they have all this pressure on them. But I think if there's any pressure on it. Now, my, my hope would be that our boy Tucker from Amarillo would uh, somehow make this roster. But he didn't. So uh, Tucker Davidson did get his one start career start, uh, first career start for the Braves. So I, I really think the Braves just have too much, even if they play – their type game throughout the year, that's enough to win this series. Well, the, going to Tucker real quick, I think if you have a regular minor league season, uh, like next year, which you hopefully will, Tucker is going to uh, get his shot. Yes. And, and we'll get a much greater shot. Got to say goodbye to David. Thanks a lot, Thanks, David. Thanks, David. He, he's got some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meeting time. Meeting right. time, oh, yeah, yeah. Meetings. Work's oh, get I don't miss way. those. And so we can hang out with Lance here a little bit you longer because you, you got stuff going on, too. Got a little Meals on Wheels and, route and, to do today, so it's and, fun. And, and something that we're going to talk about later as well. Uh, oh, yeah, big yeah. Day, big day for you as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Marlins are playing with house money. Like, <laughs> the Marlins are just, no, no matter what happens from here on out, they can lose by a combined 40 to nothing, and it will still be a successful season. You know, the, the pressure's on the Braves here. They're the better team. They need to get it done. I think, you know, their toughest matchup was first round. I think the Reds were the toughest matchup. And they what, held them scoreless they for held 22 them scoreless. innings. Yeah. Uh, 22 innings, yeah. right? And, 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 Regardless if it was going to be the Marlins or the Cubs, this was going to be the easier round, I I thought. And, and it definitely became so with the Marlins. But but don't sleep on Miami. For whatever reason, they found a way to get it done. Don Mattingly, I think, is your manager of the year in the wow, National League. I like it. Dependent, with all that he had to go through and everything. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Tom. I, I, I think he's the guy there. But in the end, I think the Braves just got, got too much 
uh, firepower on, especially offensively, for the uh, the Marlins to keep up. But like you said, Alcantara and Sanchez, they both put together great starts against the Cubs. Yeah. They got that capability. Uh, Brandon Kitzner in the bullpen uh, kind of came over, turned him into their closer. He's had a really good year closing. I think 14 saves a season, including the one against uh, the Cubs uh, to, to close things out. But I think, yeah, I'm with you. The Braves are going to end up winning this series. It'll be Braves-Dodgers in the uh, the championship series when all is said and done. Let's shift to the games happening this afternoon. Uh, we'll go an American League here real quick. Uh I love this matchup, Lance. <laughs> I, 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 I love this matchup. We Which did, one, Tom? Well, we did an interactive podcast a okay. while back, David and I, on yeah. our Facebook page. And, and one question I had was, you know, you got these traditional rivalries, you know. Oh, yeah. Like Yankees-Red Sox, Cubs-Cardinals, Dodgers-Giants, these rivalries that are just, for the longest time, have been great. But you have these new rivalries, I think, that are brewing that have potential to be just as good, if not better, than those traditional ones for the next few years. And I think Yankees-Rays is turning into that rivalry. When you think about like a David versus Goliath deal, big market versus small market. And the thing about a rivalry is it has to be evenly matched in order for it to be good. Or... The, the the lesser team, the team that you deem as the lesser team, needs to find success. And the Rays, going 8-2 and two against the Yankees this year, have yeah. found success against the, the big, bad, evil empire. Uh, beanball wars between the two teams earlier this season where Chapman threw you know, 104 at, at the head of one of the players for the Rays. Right. So there's some bad blood there as well. You know, the Rays have no business, you would think, being here against a team with all the money in the world like the Yankees, but here they are, the top seed. And uh, this is going to be a fun series taking place in uh, San Diego. Blake Snell and Garrett Cole going game one. How do you see this series unfolding? Well, you know, obviously they had the benches clearing brawl that Tom was just talking about. So this is kind of the new uh, the new rivalry. Uh, of course, you can never deny the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. However, uh, this one for this particular crazy year of 2020 has actually been better than that one. And uh, Tom, I think a healthy stand and a healthy judge make all the difference in the world in this series. Their power at the plate, their experience at the plate could be the difference that changes the Yankees that couldn't get over the Rays during the regular season, like you said, 8-2. and two. With that said, the Rays' pitching is legit. I don't care how young, how old, what what's, what National League, American League, it's one of the more solid, and, and we'll see what happens with that, you know, but... Uh, I don't know. I think Snell may get one early. I think he may win this opener. And uh, set that. I think that's going to be critical that, uh, hey, the Yankees are all about – hey, the Yankees are like the Cowboys. The Yankees are like the, the New England Patriots now, Tom. They All they care about is postseason. Forget the regular season. It means yeah. absolutely – I don't care what your record is. I don't care if you're – Just you know, get there. 60-0 and 0 or, or – yeah. Or twenty-five and thirty-five, whatever. They're there. They're they're where they want to be. This is what they do best. And the Rays need to take an early sting out of that by maybe grabbing an early game to make this thing interesting. Or else the Yankees, with those healthy big bats, could the Bombers could be back. Well, you saw what they did in Game One against who's probably going to be the Cy Young winner yeah. in the American League, what? Shane Bieber. Four pitches, two nothing. Yeah, like right off the bat, the Yankees sent the message: Hey, we maybe are in here as a five. But 
we're we're to be feared. I mean, we're, which we're, led to what a twelve run game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it was one of the worst starts of Bieber's career. Yeah, you know. And yeah. a- after this season, ERA well below two. I mean, just he, he thought it was going to be this great two to one ball game, and they ended up just knocking his socks off. The, the, the Yankees are healthy. Uh, you know, Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres, guys who struggled this season, looked like they came to life a little bit in those two games in Cleveland. 22 runs in the first two games of a postseason. I think that's the most in Major League history to start a postseason for wow. a year. Yeah. So, so the offense is clicking. It's got to be a pitcher's duel for the Rays uh, because I don't think they got the firepower offensively to keep up. They, they got some, no doubt, some good I agree. bats. That's I agree why with here. that, yeah. But, but they got to keep the Yankees down in order to beat them. And the Rays proved that against Toronto. The numbers are three earned runs, 23 strikeouts, and 18 innings pitched. So, I mean, that is some stout numbers. Yeah, and they can throw an assortment of arms at you. You know, they may do the opener. Ryan Yarbrough may come in the third inning and go five, you know, instead of starting a game. You know, you got you got Glasnow and Snell who will probably start and be more traditional, but then who knows what uh, Kevin Cash is going to do, you know, beyond that. I think in the end, though, I think the Yankees being healthy with the ability to mash the way they've been, and, and nothing against the Rays, it, it was a great regular season, but I just I think the Yankees are going to find a way to get this done. It may go five, but I think the Yankees are going to move on. Yeah, Brandon Lowe has to step up for the Rays for a little bit offensively for uh, them to, you know, they need some production out of low, in my opinion, to 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 jumpstart that offense. You're right. If it gets it, Tom nailed it. If it gets into a run scoring affair, it's the Yankees all the way. All right, and uh, the the final series we haven't talked about yet. This one I I find kind of ironic the, the way the way this one's matched up. You got the Astros and the A's playing at Dodger Stadium. That's that's ironic. Point number one. They're playing at Dodger Stadium, and fortunately know, of for all places, yeah, fortunately for them, no fans. Uh, yeah, because yeah. if Dodger fans were allowed into this stadium, they would make Houston's oh, life hell, uh, and you know maybe rightfully so. Uh, the other ironic ironic part of this series is who they're playing because the whistleblower came Mike. from the A's, Mike Fires. Mike and Fires. so that they're playing the team that kind of exposed it at the place where they maybe took advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's it's just it's crazy. So the Astros, you know, that expanded postseason helped them out this year. Yeah. Uh, they snuck in at 29 and 31, but against a team that has had no luck in the postseason, the Minnesota Twins, they took advantage. Twins have now lost 19 in a row. I think in postseason. Yeah, like, like, like that, I did that, not know you, that. You can't so. even make that up. You can't. I mean, they even had the Angels in the outfield star in a cutout, you know, back yeah. there for Mojo. You know what I mean? They brought it all out, and that didn't even work. Didn't, you know, didn't even work. And who knows if they don't make that air in the ninth inning of Game One, it could be a different series. It was totally a, it was a one-one game. That would have totally been agree. the inning. Bad throw to second Great base. player. Horrible. Just a yeah, just, just a bad. Just being yeah. too casual. Yeah. Just take care of your your fundamentals on that play rather yep. than just flip it. Yeah, and then it turned into a three run inning. Astros or yeah, Astros won four to one, and then that just you know in a three game series that turned the tide right there. Yeah, that, it that, sure that, did. That's all. That's all they needed. Uh, Carlos Correa had a good series against the Twins. They need to get one of these guys going. Kyle Tucker's had a good year, but like Altuve. Has has not been good. Springer hasn't really been that good. Bregman was hurt a bit. They need to get those guys going like they have in the past. Meanwhile, the A's get it done with an assortment of arms, and uh, they against the White Sox they were able to mash enough to beat that team, a really good offensive team. But they were able to pitch 
enough to uh, to beat those guys. Chris Bassett's going to go against Lance McCullers in Game One, and uh, the greatest I, first name in baseball. Lance McCullers? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Why do you think I that, I don't know Lance? that, Tom. You know, I might have to explain that one, but that's okay. But the, Matt Chapman losing him is going to hurt, but I think picking up Tommy LaStella was a great move at the deadline. You get a good contact, leadoff type guy uh, there to, I like to, that to, to get on base. Uh how do you see this one? This could go either way. Yeah, I you think. know, and there's some key figures out of this, as we know well know. Matt Chapman, the th- great third baseman for the A's, has that hip issue. I don't think we'll see him. Obviously, Verlander's out with the Tommy John surgery. Osuno has the elbow injury. So the Astros, Tom, all year have kind of played without their full deck. But but they're they're it's we against the world. They are thriving on this. They, these two teams hate each other, literally, literally. I mean, because you do have the whistle blow that Tom mentioned. Uh, they've already had their benches clearing in. So I don't know if we'll see that again. That was on August 9th. I looked that up. And uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting. But the bottom line is, and I said it on our last show, I'm going with the Astros because the Astros have this veteran lineup that actually won a couple of pennants. Cheating or not, they played a lot of games where the trash cans weren't being hit. These guys can get it done. Uh, it's going to be Maybe it's going to be ugly, like the Minnesota series. Um, they're not pretty, but the, once they pounce on it, they can get a 2-3 run inning. And that, that's going to be enough to win this. A lot of people are going with the A's. The A's won 7 of the 10 games. They have everything going for them. Uh, but I think, I think this will go the distance. I think we're going to see a game 5. And uh, we'll see what happens on that day. And I think the Astros' experience in that situation, fans or no fans, like Tom said, no fans in the stands. This is a huge advantage for the Astros. Although, although if they're at home, their their home fans might bring trash cans and pound them yeah. just to annoy the rest of the world. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I just think the veteran lineup that we're, that we're seeing by the Astros, there's a lot of guys who have played a lot of postseason ball, will be the difference in this one when it comes to Game 5. Yeah, uh, I think the pressure here is on the A's. I, I think you're wow. right. They've, they've been here, and and not as bad as the Twins, but they right. just can't seem to take that next step. How many times are you going to get there and fail? Yeah, you know. And now you have a chance to do it against against a team that snuck into this expanded postseason <laughs> yeah. with a with a record below five hundred, albeit a team that has a very solid postseason pedigree. Whether rightful or not, they do. You know, and Zach Grinke, just real quick, Tom, is a legit ace, yeah. okay? Oh, yeah. It's no, not no, like Grinke's Houston does, is just like throwing out the poor boys, you yeah. know, like on the hill. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that I think bodes well for the A's. Because last year it was Grinke, Cole, Verlander. Yeah. This year it's Grinke, Framber Valdez. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lance McCuller Jr., Christian Javier. Didn't really, uh, d- didn't they're, really they're not send fear that, up here. You're that, right. Yeah, outside of Grinky, it's it's maybe a little more manageable starting rotation. The pitching's not as strong. It's, it's going to be about the bats for the Astros. Can they look like the past couple years? See, I don't think they will, up. Tom, because they didn't against the Twins, yet they got it done. You know, yeah. what's more 2020 than the Houston Astros winning the World Th- Series? That would be... 
2020 for sure, right? Thank you. you know, like when it was looking like it was going to be a rough year, they were already in spring training back when we had that. Yeah. There was tension in the locker room because <laughs> yeah. of all because of all the negativity surrounding them and the fans at the, at the spring training sites making their life difficult and then of course And then Verlander, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tommy John, you kidding yeah. me on a 38-year-old? Yeah. COVID hits and yeah. then no fans <laughs> yeah. at all. And they're able to play with and and not to worry it about really that. It really did benefit them yeah. and they did didn't really do that well, quite honestly, in the sixty games. Yeah, so just, just kind of, I just I just think yeah. they're kind of like I, I was saying they're kind of like the Yankees in this way now that they they've waited for these games more than just get through this sixty yeah. game thing. I, so. I think you're right. It's, it's about postseason. You know, the A's and, are legit though, Tom. I mean, didn't they, matter how you got there, you just get there. Yeah, the A's are legit. I mean, they could be the team in the series. You know what I mean against the Dodgers, in my opinion. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna go A's. Okay, but but I, is it going five? But, but as you can tell with my voice, it wasn't with a lot of confidence. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. I, Tom. I, think, I think this one goes five. I want it to go five. I do too. And, and, and we may and, see it brawl here. Yeah, and something I was talking about with David before you came in. You know, in the past, you know, you're playing two, two, and one. You know, and yeah. then, and then you have oh, those, yeah. and then you have those two days of travel. You're playing five in a row. Yeah, that's gonna, but you're also hunkering at the same stadium. Yeah, but, but you know, in a hotel, going to the empty yeah. stadium. I think, but, but like, I'm thinking about pitching matchups. Okay, so like, yeah. you know, you can just have your one, two, and three go. Maybe you can't do that because you don't have that off day to reset. You know, a certain guy in a if rotation. If it goes that far, if, if it goes, that's true. If if it goes that far, so like, you know, I was saying with David, let's say you have game one here. You know. Let's say Lance McCullers or, or or even Zach Grinke. Like we'll say, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to go game two. If I had to guess, I don't think they've named. I would it yet. think so. But let's say the Astros are up ten nothing in the fourth. Do you take Grinke out of the game? Ooh. Like so, he's not going to get nah. the win. But but because you don't have off days, do you take him out? Just in case you need him for a game five. I mean, that's 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 strategizing. Obviously, I don't know. I think I, I don't know his ability to come back on little rest. You know, I know those managers all know that. So I think that will be the telltale on that one. What uh, what what their personal athlete can do on them? You know, coming back. Some guys just can't pitch back to back. You know what I mean? Or, or they just can't. Yeah. And some guys can throw, do it all day, you know, every day. So it, it just varies. These guys know their pitchers. These guys know their arms. Uh, this is the time of the year to do it if you're going to do it, though. Well, one final thing I want to do, Lance, yes. um, is uh, I have a Cubs rant I want to do. Okay, go but, for it. But before, I'm looking forward to this. Okay, I, I'll, I'll do this real quick, and then I, I want to talk about you real quick before you get out of here. And let's just tell our listeners, the World Series has never been played on a neutral site. It will be played yes. in Arlington, Texas. This is the first in the history of baseball. And, so it's so 2020. Yes, and, and real quick, I'm, thank you for that. There will be fans. There will be uh, fans. The, 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 the NLCS and the World Series in Arlington both going to have fans roughly 11,500. So, so I went on SeatGeek, Tom, and tried to get me a couple up high. Okay. And I couldn't tell if they're $450 each Ooh. or 450 for the two. 
Okay. The, the prices are steep, so they're going to still out of those eleven thousand. So uh, there, there were seats available as of I think I did it on Saturday, just messing around to see if I could reserve a couple. I was a little astonished by the by the ticket prices that high. So I, and I I don't know if I, I, I was guess, looking yeah. at it wrong. With well, the, I mean you don't have a lot available, so I'm sure you know the, and, the, and the I demand. Don't know if the, is, it looked like to me it might have been four tickets. Tom is all you have to buy them in seats of four. Oh, okay. For the social distancing so, so, going so on. Me and you and, and yeah. David and and, and we someone may have else. To do yeah. it. We may have to do it. But I mean, <laughs> if it's four fifty, I'm all in. One hundred and ten each. One hundred twelve I mean, each. I mean, really, for a World Series? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, I don't care where I'm sitting. No, no, you know, no, yeah. But uh, I think, that, man, and I think down low was like twenty four hundred. But I, I don't know if it was that for all four. I need. I and I tried calling a number, but you know, in this day and age, getting a hold of anybody yeah. uh, when you're when you're online with something is nearly impossible. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'll be curious. Let's go about with this Cubby rant. Okay, so the Cubs built this great team together, kind of the way the Padres have. That they stacked up the farm system for a while. They had the best farm system in baseball. You started to see the talent come up. You know, twenty fifteen was a year. It looked like they were starting to come together. Twenty sixteen ahead of schedule, went for it, won a World Series. Everything was great. You're thinking, this is the next baseball dynasty. (laughs) 2017 was a good year, too, but they fell a little bit short. But 2018, 2019, and this year, they've gone the wrong direction. Offensively, they've gone the wrong direction. A couple years ago, hitting coach Chili Davis was there. Uh, they let him go because the team didn't perform very well, and he publicly said the problem with this team was they're uncoachable. Uh, these guys don't listen. You can't tell them anything. They're 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 too good for us, and all that. And we all said, "Shut up, Chili Davis. <laughs> Shut up." The problem was you're not a good coach. Last year they failed to make the postseason. Uh, they struggle in the month of September. Whose fault was it last year? It was Joe Madden's fault. Joe Madden's no longer the manager for this team. He does all those weird antics. He brings in zoo animals and they dress up in costumes and, and they don't care about the game anymore. They're not they're not focused on baseball. Joe Madden's no longer the manager for this team. They let him go. This year, bring in fan favorite David Ross. No, I got nothing against David Ross. I don't think he did anything bad this year, but what happened? The exact same season where offensively this team stinks. They're not good. Maybe it wasn't Joe Madden's fault. <laughs> Maybe the problem is offensively, these guys are what they are. Yeah. And we think that they're better than what they are because of 2016. 2016 was magical. It Chris was magical. Bryant was unbelievable. Addison Russell had 90 RBI. Addison Russell is in, what, Korea now or Japan? He yeah. went somewhere else after beating up women, and, and he's no longer on the roster, and he wasn't even close to that again after that. You got Javier Baez, who swings at everything. Chris Bryant forgot how to pull a baseball. Anthony Rizzo will give you a good couple weeks, but then he'll go through these month-long droughts of hitting like <laughs> 180. And then Kyle Schwarber's got the 40 home run power. But he can't even put a batting average as good as Joey Gallo. The dude just can't hit unless it's a home run. They have too many true outcome guys. They either hit home runs or they strike out or maybe every once in a while they walk. 
This is not a good team, and they've wasted a lot of great pitching because this offense is so inconsistent. They cannot hit with runners on base. Ever since 2016, they cannot hit with runners on base. I can't tell you the number, but I bet if I were to look up runner at third, less than two outs, the number of times they don't score, I bet it leads the league. Wow. This team can't hit. And you know how their season ended? They're down 2-0 after a great pitching performance by Hugh Darvish. Right. Again, 2-0 in the ninth against the Marlins. And how fitting was it their season ended with a leadoff double, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. It was so fitting because that's what this team is offensively. It's time to blow it up. Ooh. I never thought I'd say that. The only guy I would keep is Contreras. I think Contreras gives you good stuff behind the plate. And, you know, you can live with the fact that if he only hits 240, that's not his main job. His main job is, is behind the plate. But Baez, gone. Bryant, gone. And even Rizzo... To a degree, gone. It's time to bring in some guys that actually hit the ball. We had Tommy LaStella, and we let him go because we thought it was going to be Russell and Baez up the middle. And now Tommy LaStella goes to L.A. last year, becomes an all-star, and this year has another great year and gets traded to the A's because he is a valuable asset for a playoff team. What do you know? A valuable asset for a playoff team that we could have used. A guy that can make contact and maybe hit 290 or something. (laughs) Not guys that hit 220, which we have way too many of those. Once Ian Happ got cold, we couldn't score. At one point in the final two weeks, Lance, the Cubs went 60 innings without a homer. (laughs) In, In 2020, they went 60 innings without a homer. That is over six games. They almost went a full week. But they don't have the ability to score without the home run because they don't hit for average. Wow. And when they get runners on base, they can't knock them in. So you know what happened for those six games? They didn't score. <laughs> they didn't score any runs. This team... Tom, it looks like you're back to the lovable losers, yeah, man. This team stinks. But they're not good guys, it doesn't even sound like to me, well, well, if, I mean, if coaches like, are leaving and mad at them. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like the, they come across... Like Rizzo does a lot of great things for the community. They're, they're likable to the public. But the question you got to ask is... Can you win another World Series with this team? If you think the answer is no, don't stick with them. Because the ultimate goal is to win a World Series. If you have to take a couple steps backwards to go forward again, do it sooner than later and don't dig a deeper hole and have to start over later. I, I think it's time. We've wasted too much good pitching to to be in this spot to where we s- scrape into the postseason and then get embarrassed like by a team rant. that doesn't belong to be there. I like the rant, I, man. It, it's time for the Cubs to maybe not necessarily rebuild, but retool. Figure out what who can we bring in to replace these guys that will maybe do a better job. All the other teams have guys that are superstars that can hit close to 300, that can do it without just the home run. Cubs don't have that. If they're not hitting home runs, they're not doing anything. And and, and you can't win Cubby like that. Cubby fans are back to complaining, it's, man. It's, Cubby it, it, fans it's, are back to time. complaining. It, it, it wasn't Chili Davis. It wasn't Joe Madden. It was the players. There you go. And it's time to get a new set of players in there to help try to win again, which I think you can do, but... Now, you've won one recently, so don't get too greedy. That's what I'm saying. It could it's, be a Rockies like, like, fan, overall, you know. Overall, it's not a failure because we did win the World Series. We gave up a lot. We gave up Glaber no, Torres I t- I tell you what, and, and Tom, Eloy Jimenez, but just, we won a World Series. It's sad to see these these guys who've been in baseball a long time see these these guys get these egos and just refuse to 
the reason they got so good is because they put in the time and, and did the right things and then decided to do their own thing and get away from it. And it and it festers. You know, at first it's kind of just, ah, he's just kind of trying this. That's okay. And then, and then it just festers. And I think that's what happened to the Cubbies. Uh, I think the, the success bit him in the butt and, uh, and, and let him not take the game that got them there. You know, the hard work. The moving the runner over, the doing whatever you got to do to win games. So, but they're not alone. There's a yeah. lot of bad teams out there right now in baseball. Yeah, a lot of bad teams, and that's sad to see. Actually, in my opinion, and it, and uh, that needs to change. We need to be more competitive, through, uh, top to bottom. Yeah, we are top heavy in Major uh, uh, League Baseball right now. Need to adjust. Yeah. Adjustment, like, like we've talked about when you've been on here numerous times, just just something small like the shift. Adjust yeah. to the shift. Adjust to the shift. Yeah, you, you hit a. 100-mile-an-hour ground ball to the right side, Yeah, that's great and all, but when there's three fielders over there, it's pointless. And we need a base runner this inning. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, do it so every inning, but if you need a base runner that inning... Adjust. Do. Yeah. Do. That, that goes out to all teams, not and, just the and, Cubbies, and, and by the way. And you know what? Like, pitchers, like, and this is just you know a very small example, but like talking about the shift here, but pitchers know that guys won't adjust, and they'll, yeah. st- and they'll still pitch outside, Side. even with the shift on, because they know that you're going to roll it over and not go the other way. Tom and I witnessed that in the minor leagues last yeah. year with the Sod Poodles several times. Yeah. Not just sod poodle players, but yeah, yeah. We, we were stunned. But they do pitch outside. It's not like yeah. they're jamming you no. every pitch. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 Cubs took the league by storm. The league adjusted to the Cubs. The Cubs in four years have not adjusted back. It's time. It's it's time to to move on. <laughs> Let someone else. They maybe they'll go somewhere else and be great. I just don't think it's going to happen here. And we'll, we'll see what happens in twenty twenty one. We'll see if they make some more moves. Uh, you know, Cup they, fans they, beware. Yeah, they, they didn't make a lot of moves this past season. They said they were too poor to do anything. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, here I can't in imagine that. But that's okay. Hey, Lance, I know you got to get out of here. You're yes. doing the Meals on Wheels thing. But before you go, big news for you today. Big news for sports fans in Amarillo, Texas, and the Texas Panhandle. It's been a while because <laughs> COVID sucked, but the sports drive is back yeah. starting this afternoon. Tell us all about that. Yeah, Tom, thanks for letting me have that form, but it's 4 to 5. It'll be on 10-2 right now. Hopefully, uh, eventually, we'll get a simulcast, maybe eventually, with KGNC. That would be the best news for us. So what, what it's going to be, it's going to be on 10-2, like I said. So it'll be an hour long. We'll have the thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll have guests. Tom's going to come on as well and talk some baseball. We'll have guests like Tom. Then we'll have a weekly, like a weekly crew. On Monday right now, it's going to be Kale Steed. He knows his high school football really well. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, during the baseball season, it'll be Tom. Uh, during the basketball season, I'll look for somebody, but... Right now we have Ryan Hyatt hopes to come on weekly. Uh, he's down in Lubbock and tapped into that area. We have a lot of tech fans and things like that, and he's and he's kind of he's just a very knowledgeable man. We will also have Tommy T talking NASCAR, Bulls, and general stuff. And then our Friday will be kind of a hodgepodge, but we're going to call one of them Coop's Corner, a young man over at Emerald High who's kind of tuned in, get kind of a young person's view of life okay. and what's going on, you know, for his 10 minutes. All right. Uh, but but we're going to bring on the guests of the day. Like today, uh, we'll have the quarterback for West Texas A&M Buffs will be on, and uh, Nick Gerber, He they just played their – 
against their first Division One opponent in forever. And I'm going to ask them how that went. Okay. Things like that. But we want you involved as well. And eventually, Tom, we want to bring in phone calls. That's not set up yet because we know – the 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 chance that KGNC gave me to have the sports drive, we took it from one hour to two hours, and the phone calls is what makes the show. You just never know what's going to be on. But uh, we hope to have Chris Beard on. We hope to have uh, you know just like we did, you know Ryan Palmer. Uh, yeah, well, if you're it, familiar with the sports drive from what it was, it, it's 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 going to get back to that. Yeah, it's you back know, to that. It's It'll just, be in a little it's, bit. It's a new it's a new animal because you're adding in the television right. side. Uh, 10-2, also channel six, I think six, on Suddenly. Yeah, six on Suddenly. Yeah. So yeah, we would love to have you tune in. It'll be four to five every day, and uh, and that's kind of what's about Tom. It's it's pretty much the same. So hey. Looking forward to getting back talking sports. Yes. Did the chat for a while, that 5 a.m. thing. I all bow down to Tom, David, Shannon, Chuck, who have all gotten up early in the morning and done, and, and done that gig. And I have so much more new respect for that. But I enjoyed the yeah. chat. Learned a lot. Uh, from the interviews, the techniques, uh, getting the show started. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're just going to talk sports. We're going to talk Man, sports. I mean, it's like we did today. Great. I yes. love listening to Tom talk baseball. I'm just telling you. And and that's what we're going to talk in there and bring on different people. Uh, it's an awkward time from 4 to 5 with some coaches because they're actually coaching at that time. Yeah. So we'll probably have to tape a couple of interviews, but that's our goal. And, and, and I don't fully know how it's working yet, but – while it's not going to be simulcast right. on KGNC AM, there will be a playback. We're trying to get that. In. We're, which, we're which figuring I, that which out right now. I don't right think that's now. quite there yet. Right, but, I but, agree. But eventually, if you want it back on the radio, it will be back on the radio uh, pre-recorded from the television show. So right. the TV will be live on 10-2, Suddenly Channel 6, and then it will play back on KGNC AM a little bit later that same day. So so it will still be that day's news, that day's interviews, just not live. Yeah, like KGNC has supported me 100%. Yeah. I'm so fired up for them to uh, try to get this going. Uh, just just so you know, it's a, it's Zoom call, so we've got to get the Zoom adjustment to the radio, and, and we'll figure that out along with the commercials. Uh, they're a little different on both TV and radio side, so that's kind of the technical part of it. But it, but we're working on it. It's not like it's out of the picture. But yes, just glad. To, that's the first thing I'm going to say, Tom. Is do you know how f- good it feels <laughs> just to be talking sports, right? Oh, yes. We, we, we went so long without it. And, but, Tom, you got to come on, man, for sure. Hey, i got to have dude, your knowledge dude, on the dude, playoffs. Give, give me an invite. And I'm, then when I'm baseball there. starts next, uh, especially with the sod poodles, you're, you're going to be my sod poodles go-to guy. Hey, you've helped me out a lot with this. You've been one of my, my go-tos. Of course, very knowledgeable on baseball. Love having you on here. Any way I can help you out uh, on, on no, you're the sports on. drive. You're on. Now. I need you, man. And, and, and the minute you guys get um, – some socials figured out, maybe a Facebook, yes. Twitter. Uh, let us know. We'll we'll, we'll blast okay. that out there too to let people know how they can contact you. Yes, because while the phones aren't working right now, you might. I think you can still get messages, hopefully, from people soon. Yeah, if they, we're going to open a Twitter account. Yeah, okay. you're right, Tom. Awesome. And then we and then the Facebook page that we had here, we're trying to figure that out. That's why. But we just want to get it going and get things rolling, and it's going to be it'll, – it'll be a challenge at first, but once we get going here in a couple of weeks, it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be smooth. That's what yep. sports is, fun. Yep. Sp- That's why I come in out here with Tom. We have a lot of fun with this, as well as as uh, Tom can really bring the knowledge, and I get a kick out of it. So, Lance, looking forward to that. 4 to 5, News Channel 10-2, Suddenlink, 
Channel 6. Thanks for coming in the studio. Yeah, this that was good. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed today. Good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and we'll try to do it Can't next believe week as you're well. loving the Yankees, Tom. Uh, no, I don't love them. <laughs> I, I, I just think, uh, I, I just, no, I, yeah, I, you know. The bats get going. They're, 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 they're dangerous. They're the Dodgers. They're, you know what I mean? And, and if, yeah. if Judge and Stanton are hitting with, you know, LeMahieu oh. and. LeMahieu, yeah. that's, see, that's my, if I want to rant, you're talking about just chipping somebody off. Yeah. The Rockies. Oh, here, LeMahieu, just go. He was yeah. a Cub before he was a Rocky. But you would have had LeMahieu, Story, and my man at third. Come on. And at that point, LeMahieu was good. He was good. Like, like like with the Cubs, he wasn't good yet. He was good so, with the Rockies, obviously. But he, with, he, he won a batting time. Yeah, he? yeah. I mean, and you, and you got those two guys hitting around you. Why would you, huh? And look at the three, the way the three can field. Yeah. I mean, it would have been an the, the, it, your, your infield is it would have been has no it, holes in it. It would have been so fun to watch for let those guys play about 3 or 4 years together and see what happens. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> Lance, thanks for coming in, man. Today you got to do the meals on wheels thing. Check out the Sports Drive 4 to 5 weekdays, News Channel 10 to Settling Channel 6. I'm Tom Young. This has been the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll do it again next week when we have another round of playoff baseball to preview. In the meantime, Watch baseball. Talk to you soon.